Welcome to another episode of A Mental Health Break. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancey. We have another season five episode headed your way. And this episode is very meaningful for me to deliver as it is with a fellow UT Spartan. We met at one of my speaking engagements early in 2021. And after learning about his mental health journey and connecting a few times, I realized he would be a great conversation for this show. Professionally, he's also involved with mental health as he's been involved with fitness, training, and coaching. And something cool about today's guest, I thought it was interesting, despite failing to make the 2016 Olympics, he became America's first and only 20-year retired Navy veteran with service-connected disabilities to make a historic collegiate track debut as a walk-on at age 45. We have a lot of great energy coming our way, and we're going to talk all things mental health Allow me to now introduce Carlton Meadows. Carlton, thank you so much for coming on the show. Man, I, I, I'd like to meet that guy. But I think more importantly, I, I was privileged to meet Vince, the guy who's doing the, this program, because we hear if you, if you get knocked down, fall on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. And, you know, as you may know, he landed on his face and he got up and he, he grabbed life by the collar and said, look, I'm not done. So you can either cooperate with me or get out of the way and went on to finish his degrees and to, to be a host and an inspirer to so many other people. So thanks for having me. I appreciate the warm words. I met Carlton at the speaking engagement, found out his son might have some use for the books. We got to get his son a copy of Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. Your son's enjoying the book? Yes, yes. He's, he's a second time brand new dad our, our grandson was born last friday so he's taking 30 days of leave to just be at home and i was like look this guy gave me a concept that you can write a book that can be completed in a week and so you know i see him again on friday because i go back to pick up the wife and also dedicate mm-hmm. the two children so uh, i'll get some up-to-date feedback from him in person well congratulations on the newborn blessings to you and your family I want to talk now a little more about your mental health, Carlton. Most people think anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, these mood disorders, these anxiety disorders. What areas did you come across the most in your experiences? Well, I think it was understanding what anxiety was and then understanding what depression was. I I didn't want to. I'm that optimistic guy. You know, the, the glass is full, half water, half air, you know, however you want to look at it. I, I've always tried to persevere and, and bring a light and brightness to other people. And so when I, when I, when I retired, I, it took me some time to, to get out of that funk and I didn't know what it was. And then when I started going to counseling and seeing a psychologist with the military, with the VA, they say, oh yeah, that, those, those are signs of depression. And so I still didn't want to take it in. I was like, I'm just dealing with the symptoms <laughs> of depression. That's all, you know, just get up, make your bed, brush your teeth, shave, look like you're going somewhere and everything's going to be all right. But I, I had to accept what it was so I could begin to properly uh, engage it to mitigate what was crippling me. And, you know, as I said, school and athletics and academics have uh, been a key part in me moving forward. I can resonate with all of that, of course. And similar to me, accepting something was the start of everything. After my accident, 
I was like, okay, I got hit by a car, but I, you know, no different this, that, but eventually I accepted. All right. This is the situation. It is what it is. It's not going to change unless I work hard and get out of it. Like you academics was a great outlet for me. Fitness still is a great outlet for me. Even this morning before this podcast, first thing I do in the morning after I get going, my work, make sure I get my exercise in. I think it does more mental health benefits than physical benefits for me. What do you feel about that? You know, when I, when I debuted for the inaugural Ignite Tampa Bay, you know, my topic was sci-fi. So the psychological and physiological benefits of exercise and you know, this was after I had realized what was going on within myself. So I wanted people to understand that it was more than for just producing sweat and body odor and maybe some some bulging muscles or some slimming waistlines. It helps us in how we look at ourselves, you know, our level of confidence, our uh, self-achievement, our ability to contend with challenges that all improves when we exercise, you know, and not to mention the natural drugs that, that we get floating around in our body that help us to be more optimistic and resilient. So it, it's a great place to start. And with some people, it could just be getting up and moving, walking around, just walk around the block, you know, more people are working from home. And I would really advocate walking more than anything else because I see people on bicycles, their knees are pretty much in their chest. They, they, they pick a bike based on if they can sit on the seat with their feet on the ground. That's why there's a seat post, <laughs> adjust the seat so you can stretch your leg out, I see people running. It's obvious they're overweight. They've got on a weight vest. I'm like, your joints are, they're not happy. They're not happy with your body weight. And then you put additional stress with each foot hitting the ground. You got impact on your knees, ankles, hips. So again, starting with walking would be a great place to uh, get those natural drugs going. I appreciate the thoroughness of that answer because that's information that people need to hear. And also they hear exercise, they think weightlifting and things. You heard it right here. Take a walk, not as stressful on the body as per se running on the pavement. For me with my leg, since my accident, one thing I can't do is run on pavement, maybe for a second or two. But once you're moving, it's not happening. So that's why the bike has been always a great resource for me. And when my knee feels better, it used to be the elliptical too. But now I stick to the bike. I like the nature trails as well. But when you were going through the beginning of your mental health disparities here, Carlton, what were some early signs that you felt that this is something different? You mentioned you had these feelings. You thought maybe you're just dealing with the symptoms. What were those symptoms to relate with everybody who may just be in that shoe? It just felt like I couldn't win. You know, it, it seemed like there was nothing I could do to move myself forward. I couldn't make sense of why I wasn't. I didn't have a, a success. I didn't have seeds to success around me. I didn't have things that I was accomplishing. I spent 20 years in the military. And a part of it is that we leave as social invalids because we're told where to be, what to do, what to wear, when to eat. I mean, everything you need is given right to you. You have to work overtime to lose what they give you in the military. <laughs> you know, once you get out of basic training, you get some privileges, you got your civilian clothes you can switch into. Uh, you don't have to have somebody leading you all the time, but you do have to report. And so I didn't have a, a, a schedule or routine. And it wasn't like the military. If you do your time and stay out of trouble, you're going to get advanced. 
if you go to work, even if you don't go to work, we get paid vacations. So you, you could take leave and there's something called permissive TDY where you can request time off and they don't even charge you time off, but they still pay you. So as long as you meet the criteria, check the boxes, you get a pass. So I'm going to interviews. I'm not get, I'm, I'm a viable candidate and they're telling me no. I, and it, it took the psychologist to explain that to me. This is not the military. You don't just get a pass for showing up and meeting the criteria. They get to choose who they want. <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad. It's just how it is. And I think when I begin to understand that, that even if I show up with what they're looking for, I still may not get picked. So I had to begin, I had to be more engaged and I had to start tailoring uh, resumes. I had to start going to classes to learn how to um, sit through an interview, you know, what questions to ask, what to do before you get to an interview. So I, I looked for resources mm-hmm. that would help me in addition to the psychologists I was seeing with the, um, with the VA. Another very great answer. Thank you for being so thorough. There are definitely a different rules and environment inside those corporate walls. I had originally been dream of working in a finance job, working my way up my degrees. And then when I got there, it just wasn't really what I was expecting. So I went back that corporate environment certainly was not for me. And that's kind of what really pushed me into entrepreneurship, that last bit of corporate life. But when did you realize that a career you're in fitness or advocating like you're doing right now for mental health? When was that first moment where you said, I'm going to start doing something? Well, I had a client while I was working uh, the first contract job I had and just seeing how they felt empowered because a lot of people, they run into problems where they either get injured, they hit a plateau, they don't see the results for the time they're investing. And, you know, you thank me for thorough answers. I'm the same way with my clients. I look at what they can do, then help them get proficient at that. Then I begin to change the program variables. So for me, it's a therapy session for myself because I'm sharing the skill I have to help someone else and I can watch them transform in some cases in a matter of a session because they get it the lights come on for them and then they feel like okay I can do the thing that I've been trying to do and then they exceed their own expectations and it's it's a win-win for both of us certainly can resonate with the part where you said it's like a therapy session for you as well one of the privileges I get in hosting this podcast is that same that same feeling where every time we get to talk with I talk to a guest on here it's like I'm talking to a therapist. We're just being honest, talking to each other, trying to help each other. So I love that. I love that answer. Looking back here, Carlton, throughout your experiences relating to mental health, I'm going to ask you to pick two. And I say just two because I want your most important answers. What would the two most important things that you can recommend to our listeners today to improve their mental health on either a daily or short-term basis, as well as long-term? Let's start with short-term. Short-term, I would say establish a winning schedule you know pick some things you know you can do by just falling out of the bed you know so once you get a a a small success series of successes you pretty much can keep yourself going so in the short term to get through the day pick some things that you know you can do and get those things done check them off your list to get a little momentum and just have a sense of say that momentum I'm all about that. I do the same thing in the mornings. 
I have my routine where I have a few micro tasks just to get the blood flow and make the bed, the one or two dishes I left, the coffee table, then I'm feeling good. You got to keep going. Well, the long term would be what you and I are doing to, to stay physically active. And, and you mentioned the concrete, uh, the pavement. When I took biomechanics uh, for my undergraduate, it's one of the top two worst surfaces to run on. The asphalt, the second is the hardwood floors and basketball arenas. So they may have adapted the floor some, but I'm sure they're not changing the mix for the concrete for these sidewalks. No. So pick something that you can do for the long term. I'm all about sustainability. You can be a champion, but if you tear your body up in the process, you're going to have to pull away from what allows you to be a champion. So if you pick something that you can sustain, swimming, biking, walking, uh, I'm a big fan of resistance bands, the, the braided cords and the TRX, because you can change your body's position to take the stress off the joint. If you get into a machine and you're too short or too tall for optimal adjusting, optimally adjusting that seat, you're going to have some issues with your joints. And most people perceive that pain as gain and they keep pushing through it until they eventually hurt themselves. And now they have to sidetrack their whole program. I know the listeners are going to love this episode because I'm learning so much along the way in addition to mental health. And thank you. A lot of great tips right there as far as fitness and things you can do to alleviate some stress. If you have some aching body parts, maybe check out these resistant bands and you'll find out how to reach Carlton at the end of the episode. He's a friendly guy. He'd love to connect with you and help, I'm sure. But Carlton, let's talk about some things you're going to do to raise awareness for the importance of mental health. Well, I, I think what happened to you and I is, is accepting that this is pretty much a part of life. Everybody has has dealt with something or they've been confronted with something they didn't want to deal with. But the fact of the matter is, it causes some type of trauma to us. And do we remain in the trauma or do we move through the trauma? Because it's not up to me to say, well, you should or shouldn't feel this way about something. The fact is, it's happening to you. How can we help you move through it? What what can we control? What can we change? And I and I think when we look at it, which we are, but more to the to more in the same light as we look at physical fitness, there's kind of a scramble mm-hmm. where we see the word thrown out. There's 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 awareness, but awareness doesn't really it doesn't fix it doesn't solve. It just makes people aware. Mm-hmm. So once they're made aware, they need some solutions. So by us continuing to talk, by you continuing to interview people and help them to realize where they actually are, you know, accurate self-assessment and then understand how are they choosing or preferring to deal with the triggers around them? And can we help them identify their superpower, which most of us have? I mean, with you and I, it seems like talking to people, we get energized, we energize them and then help them stay true to that. There's definitely some stigma around the words mental health, but like you said, conversations like ours will help normalize this slowly but surely. I mean, 10 years ago, there was no conversation. Now, especially males, not discounting any female that talks about mental health, but males, there's not many of us who speak out that masculinity that I need to be a tough guy of being a male. I now would love your take on the spotlight story. Each episode, I share a mental health story of someone because I want to let you The listeners know you are not alone. Even though someone looks like they're healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside too. And I had fun finding this article. I was looking up track-related 
mental health stories. And this write-up is on another track superstar, Mason Ford. I learned when he was entering his last season as a high jumper on the track and field team, he said he was not performing as well as he could. He knew something was up. A teammate had informed him about a sports psychologist that helped him take major steps to improve during this season. They didn't talk about track, just about what was actually going on personally. His story inspired Ford to seek help, and he started going to the ASU Counseling Services. And here's a quote that he had after starting counseling. It changed my whole season around. I ended up accomplishing almost all of my goals. I went to the NCAA men's track and field preliminary round and earned a scholarship my senior year. I credit that to stepping into counseling services, getting uncomfortable, and having them help. A lot of great lessons within this so far. Ford found his purpose on campus. He walked onto this track team and then graduated with a degree in business, sports, and media studies. So he really, you could tell how much counseling helped. And something I really want to point out, he was also involved with the program called Devils for Devils. It was a peer-to-peer program that provides training for students, faculty, and community members and aims to help participants improve their emotional support skills, which go a long way with everything in life. And this includes empathy, recognizing size of distress, and fostering a healthy community. Carlton, what do you take away from this story the most? Well, I would say the, the mental toughness, because as men, you, you pointed out that we don't really have these sense and sessions or want to deal with what we're feeling inside. And I think that could be a way forward because the sports psychologists, and that's what I'll tell people, you know, you have collegiate teams, professional teams that have a sports psychologist, and we have sports psychology as part of our curriculum for our degrees, but to look at it from the standpoint that yes, you want to be mentally tough, but that toughness and fitness should go hand in hand. So if we can kind of tie the, the sports psychology to a well-being and not just that mental uh, athletic edge, but getting an edge on life, because like you said, they didn't talk about track. They talked about him, what, what was going on in his world that allowed him to stop being a hostage because he was able to perform athletically and academically. So the takeaway is sports psychology is pretty much like sports physiology or exercise physiology. It's a needed science and component. And it's all exercise is not for professional athletes, just like all sports psychology is not for professional or collegiate athletes. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. What works for some doesn't work for others. And that's important in everything. People, if you look at mental health techniques to improve fitness, may not be for everyone. There's meditation, may not be for everyone. There's yoga, there's breathing techniques. There will be something to help you. And Carlton, I got to thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know the listeners are going to see all the value in your show. You were honest the whole time, which I really appreciate your explanation of the early signs you felt when you started feeling something was up mentally to pay attention. You shared that. And you also weren't scared to ask for help. Something everyone, I can't stress enough. We're not on this journey alone. No one could do it alone. You heard professional sports teams are using services. Everyone could use a conversation. It goes a long way. You also offered very tangible things that you did to improve your mental health, including fitness, along with the thorough answers. And it's now time for the last word. I do this on my other show as well because I want the listeners to really have the opportunity to get to know all of the guests I bring on. 
Is there something that you would like to share with everyone that we did not touch on yet? I, I think it's what I told you when I met you. The, the, the Timex and some of the viewers may uh, be familiar with the, the watch brand. They're still around despite the Fitbit. Some people are still wearing a Timex. And the saying was, it can take a licking and keep on ticking. And I want to commend you because you didn't just keep ticking. You didn't just pursue thriving for yourself. You, you said, okay, I've, I've made it through this when they told me I couldn't. And now I'm going to go out and I'm going to help other people. So I commend you and I thank you for that and allow me to be a part of this uh, platform and for sharing your smile. I thought I smiled a lot, but man, like you said, it's a therapy <laughs> session for the both of us. Uh, that's right. I can't thank you enough for coming on as well. It's exactly what I'm looking for in guests. And I'm grateful that all my guests bring this energy to come on the show. It's a privilege for me to host this because like you said, it does help other people's the work I do. And that's really what keeps helping me push through each day. But can you now share how people can get in touch with you? Website, social media, anything. They can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Carlton Meadows. Find me on Instagram as The Fitz Carlton. Uh, I'm on Facebook, but I'm in grad school. So I, I don't get on there much, but it's still Carlton Meadows with a K. And I'm on Twitter. I, I still have a Twitter account. I tweet every now and again. And same thing, Carlton Meadows with a K. Yeah, Twitter was the one that kind of fell back for me. I had the shiny object syndrome, that bright object syndrome, where Instagram is what I went after for a while. And I realized this may not be generating me revenue. It's just a shiny object. So then I now I scale back to trying to get on all of those, including Twitter. So make sure you check out all his great content out there and reach out if you want. He's a great resource to have and you can help each other grow. But be sure to also check out the show on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook at A Mental Health Break. And on Twitter, we're at Podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and that entrepreneur show. Of course, I'm at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube. And my website is VincentALancey.com. If you check out any of my books, DM me, email me. I'd love to hear what you think. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, all are on my website or Amazon now. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate a mental health break five stars. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of A Mental Health Break.